0: Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Freedom's Planes, where today is going to be our second 4th of July special for the Fairchild Republic A-10 Thunderbolt 2. The Fairchild Republic A-10 Thunderbolt 2 is a single-seat twin turbofan engine, straight-wing jet aircraft developed by Fairchild Republic for the United States Air Force or USAF. It's commonly referred to by nicknames Warthog or Hog, although the A-10's official name comes from the Republic P-47 Thunderbolt a World War II fighter-bomber effective at attacking ground targets. The A-10 was designed for close air support, or CAS, of friendly ground troops, attacking armored vehicles and tanks, providing quick-action support against enemy ground for- forces. It entered service in 1976 and is the only production-built aircraft that has served the USAF that it was designed for solely, solely for CAS. It is Its secondary mission is to provide forward air controller airborne support, by directing other aircraft in attacks on ground targets. Aircraft primarily used for this role are the OA-10. The A-10 was de- intended to improve on the performance and firepower of the A-1 Skyraider. The A-10 was designed around the 30mm Gal-8 Avenger rotary cannon which is known for its famous BERT. Its airframe was designed for durability, with measures such as 1200 pounds or 540 kilograms of titanium armor to protect the cockpit and aircraft systems. Which, it's if you get in it, you're literally just sitting in a titanium bathtub. Enabling it to absorb significant amount of damage and continue flying. Its short takeoff and landing compil- cap- capability permits operation from airship airstrips close to the front lines. And its simple design enables maintenance with minimal facilities. The A-10 survived, served in the Gulf War, Operation Desert Storm, the American-led in, intervention against Iraq's invasion of Kuwait, where the aircraft distinguished itself. The A-10 also participated in other conflicts such as in Grenada, the Balkans, Afghanistan, Iraq, and against the Islamic State in the Middle East. And it is still serving today, for now. Fuck you, F-35. The A-10A single-seat, Variant was the only version produced, though the pre-pro- though one pre-production airframe was modified into the YA-10B twin-seat prototype to test an all-weather night-capable version. In 2005, a program was started to upgrade the remaining A-10A aircraft to the A-10C configuration with modern avian- avionics with precision weaponry. The A-10, the U.S. Air Force had stated the F-35 would replace the A-10 as it entered service, but this remains highly contentious within the USAF and in political circles. With a variety of upgrades and wing replacements, the A-10's service life can be extended to 2040. The, the service has no planned retirement date as of June 2017. Post-World War II development conventionally armed of conventionally armed attack aircraft in, in the United States had been stagnated design efforts for tactical aircraft focused on the delivery of nuclear weapons using high-speed designs like the F-101 Voodoo and the F-105 Thunder Chief. Designs concentrating on conventional weapons have been largely ignored, leaving their entry into the Vietnam War led by the Korean War era Douglas A-1 Skyraider. While capable, while a capable aircraft for its era, a relatively lo- with a relatively large payload and long loiter time, the propeller-driven design was also relatively slow and vulnerable to ground fire. The U.S. Air Force and Navy lost 266 A-1s in action in Vietnam, largely from small arms fire. The A-1 Sky Raider had also had poor firepower. The lack of modern conventional attack capability prompted calls for a specialized attack aircraft. On the 7th of June, 1961, Secretary of Defense Mc- McNamara, McNamara ordered the USAF to develop two tactical two tactical aircraft, one for the long-range strike and on, interdictor role, and the other focusing on the fighter bomber mission. The former became the tactical fighter experiment experimental or TFX, which emerged as the F-111, while the second was filled by the version of the US Navy's F-4 Phantom II. While the Phantom went on to be one of the most ex- Successful fighter designed in the 1960s and proved to be a capable fighter-bomber, its lack of loiter time, its lack of loiter time was a major problem, and to a lesser extent, its poor low-speed performance. It was also ex- expensive to buy and operate, with a flyaway cost of two million dollars in FY 1965, or 16.4 million dollars today, and operational costs for over nine hundred dollars per hour or seventeen or seven thousand dollars per hour today. The A ten has a cantilever low wing monoplane wing with a wide cord. The aircraft has superior maneuverability at low speeds and high altitude at low speeds and altitude because of its large wing area, high wing aspect ratio, and large ailerons. The wing also allows short takeoffs and landings, permitting operations from primitive forward airfields near front lines. The aircraft can loiter for extended periods and operate under 1,000 foot or 300, or 300 meters ex- ceilings with a 1.5 mile or 2.4 kilometer visibility. It typically flies at a relatively low speed of 300 knots or 350 miles an hour, or 560 kilometers an hour, which makes it better, which makes it a better platform for the ground attack role than the fast fighter bombers which have difficulty targeting small, slow-moving targets. The leading edge of the wing has a honeycomb structure, panel construction, providing strength with minimal weight. Similar panels cover the flap shrouds, elevators, rudders, and sections of the fins. The skin panels are are integral with the the stringers, and are fabricated using computer-controlled machining, reducing production time and cost. Combat experience has shown that this type of panel is more resistant to damage. The skin is not load-bearing, so damaged skin sections can be easily replaced in the field with makeshift materials if necessary. The ailerons are at far ends of the wings for greater rolling movement and have two distinguishing features. The ailerons are larger than is typical, almost 50% of the wingspan. Hold on. Almost 50% of the wingspan, providing improved control at, slow, at even at slow speeds. The aileron is also split, making it, a decel- making it a deceleron. The A-10 is designed to be refueled, rearmed, and serviced with minimal equipment. Its, ser- its simple design enables maintenance at forward speeds, at forward bases, with limited facilities. An unusual feature is that many of the aircraft parts are interchangeable. Between the left and right sides, including including the engines, main landing gear, vertical stabilizers, the sturdy landing gear, or and vertical stabilizers, sorry. The sturdy landing gear, low-pressure tires, and large straight wings allow operation from short, rough strips, even with a heavy aircraft ordnance load, allowing the aircraft to operate from damaged air bases, f- flying from taxiways, or even straight roadway sections um, near the I live near an airport and I saw lined up a 10s so um, near where I live uh, they do their training missions that's pretty cool I haven't seen any yet the front landing gear is offset to the aircraft's right to allow placement of the 30 millimeter cannon which it's most known for with its firing barrel along the center line of the aircraft during ground taxi the offset front landing gear causes the a10 to have dissimilar turning radii i can't tell if that's radio radii or radii radi, i don't know distance then turning left the wheels of the main landing gear pr- pr- partially protrude from their nacelles when retracted making landing gear making gear up belly landings easier to control and less damaging all landing gears retract forward. If hydraulic power is lost, a combination of gravity and aerodynamic drag can lower the lock gear can lower and lock the gear into place. The A10 is battle hardened to an exceptional degree, being able to survive direct hits from armor piercing and high explosive projectiles up to 23 mm. It has double redundant hydraulic flight systems and a mechanical system as a backup if hydraulics are lost. Fight without or flight without hydraulic power uses the manual reversion and control system. Pitch and yaw, pitch and yaw control engages um, automatically. Roll is pilot selected. Roll control is pilot selected. Sorry. In manual reversion mode, the A10 is sufficiently controllable under favorable conditions to return to base, though control forces are greater than normal. The aircraft is designed to be able to fly with one engine, half of the tail one elevator and half of and half of a wing missing, but it is instead flew home once without an entire wing. I'll try to find that story. The first unit to receive the A-10 Thunderbolt II was the 355th Tactical Training Wing based at Davis-Monthan Mon- Air Force Base, Arizona. In March 17, 1976, I was not going to say 1776, I promise. The first unit to achieve full combat readiness was the 354th Tactical Fighter Wing at Myrtle Beach Air Force Base, South Carolina, in October 1977. Deployments of the A-10As followed at bases both at home and abroad, including England AFB, Louisiana Ilsen AFB, Alaska Osan Air Base, South Korea, and RAF Bentwaters-RAF Woodbridge, England, England, the the eighty first, uh TFW of RAF Bentwaters or RAF Wood, Woodbridge, operated the operated rotating rotating detachments. I can't speak today, of A tens at four bases in Germany, known as forward operating locations or FOLs. Leipheim, S- Sembach Air Base, Novoren Novorenich Air Base, and RAF Elholm. Why can I speak? Why can I say words in another language better than English? At this point, it's weird. A-10s were initially an unwelcome addition to many in the Air Force. Yeah, no, they're not. Most pilots switching to the A-10 did not want to because fighter pilots traditionally favored speed and appearance. In 18 in 1987, not 1887. Many A-10s were shifted to the Forward Air Control or FAC role and redesigned OA-10. In the FAC role, the OA-10 is typically equipped with up to 6 pods of 2.75 inch or 70 millimeter hydro rockets, usually with smoke or white phosphorus warheads used for target marking. OA-10s are physically unchanged and remain fully combat capable despite the resignation, The redesignations. A-10s of the 23rd TSW were deployed to Bridgetown, Barbados, Barbados, during Operation Urgent Fury, the American invasion of Granada. They provided air cover for U.S. Marine Corps landings on the island of Carriaco in late October 18, 1983, not 1883, motherfucker, but did not fire weapons as Marines met no resistance. Nice. The A-10 was used in combat for the first time during the Gulf War in 1991, destroying more than 900 Iraqi tanks, 2,000 other military vehicles, and 1,200 artillery pieces. Great. A-10s also shot down two Iraqi helicopters with the GAU-8 cannon. The first of these was shot down by Captain Robert Swain over Kuwait on the 6th of February 1991 for the A-10's first air-to-air victory. Four A-10s were shot down during the war by surface-to-air missiles, or SAMs. Another two battle-damaged A-10s and O-A-10s returned to base and were written off. Some sustained additional damage in crash landings. The A-10 had a mission-capable rate of 95.7%, flew 8,100 sorties, and launched 90% 90 of the AGM-65 Maverick missiles fired in the conflict. Shortly after the Gulf War, the the Air Force abandoned the idea of replacing the A-10 with a close air support version of the F-16. U.S. Air Force A-10 aircraft fired approximately 10,030mm rounds in Bosnia and Herzegovina in 1994-95, following the seizure of some heavy weapons by Bosnian Serbs from a warehouse in should I try to pronounce this? Yes, I should. Eliza. A series of sorties were launched to locate and destroy the captured equipment. On the 5th of August 1994, two A-10s located and strafed an anti-tank vehicle. Afterward, the Serbs agreed to return the remaining heavy weapons. Yep, bitch. In August 1995, NATO launched an offensive called Operation Deliberate Force. A-10s flew close to air support missions, attacking Bosnian Serb artillery positions, artillery and positions. Yeah, same thing. In late September, A-10s began flying patrols again. Sorry, I didn't hear that. Didn't hear myself say that. A-10s returned to the Balkan region as part of Operation Allied Force in Kosovo, beginning to, beginning in March nineteen ninety nine. In March 1999, A-10s escorted and supported search-and-rescue helicopters, finding a downed F-117 pilot. The A-10s were deployed to support search-and-rescue missions, but over time, the Warthogs began to receive more ground-attack missions. The A-10s' first successful attack in Operation Allied Force happened on the 6th of April 1999. A-10s remained in action until combat ended in late June 1999. During the 2001 invasion of Afghanistan, A-10s did not take part in the initial stages. For the campaign against Taliban and Al-Qaeda, A-10 squadrons were deployed to Pakistan and Bagram Air Base, Afghanistan, beginning in March 2002. These A-10s participated in Operation Anaconda, and afterward, A-10s remained in-country, fighting Taliban and Al-Qaeda remnants, which they still are to this day in This stupid ass fucking president better get them the fuck out. Thank you. Operation Iraqi Freedom began on March 20th, 2003. 60 OA 10 or NA 10 aircraft took part in early combat there. United States Air Force or Air Force's Central Command issued Operation Iraqi Freedom by the numbers, a declassified report about the aerial campaign in the conflict on the 30th of April 2003. During that initial invasion of Iraq, A-10s had a mission capable rate of 85% in the war and fired 311,597 rounds of 30mm ammunition. A single A-10 was shot down near Baghdad International Airport by Iraqi fire late in the campaign. The A-10 also flew 32 missions in which the aircraft dropped propaganda leaflets over Iraq. In September 2007, the A-10C, which with the precision air engagement upgrade, reached initial operating capability. The A-10C first deployed to Iraq in 2007 with the 104th Fighter Squadron of the Maryland Air National Guard. The A-10's digital avionics and communication systems have greatly reduced the time to acquire a close air support target and attack it. A-10s flew 32% of combat sorties in Operation Iraqi Freedom and Operation Enduring Freedom. The sorties ranged from 27,800 to 34,500 annually between 2009 and 2012. In the first half of 2013, they flew 11,189 sorties in Afghanistan from the beginning of two from the beginning of 2006 to October 2013. A-10s conducted 19% of CAS missions, missions in Iraq and Afghanistan, more than the F-15E Strike Eagle and B-17 and B-1B Lancer, but less than the 33% flown by F-16s. In March 2011, 6 A-10s were deployed as part of Operation Odyssey Dawn. The Coalition Intervention in Libya. They participated in attacks on Libyan ground forces there. The USAF 122nd Fighter Wing revealed it would deploy to the Middle East in October 2014 with 12 of the unit's A-10 aircraft. Although the deployment had been planned a year in advance in a support role, the timing had coincided with the ongoing Operation Inherent Resolve against ISIL militians. I will, If they come up again, I'll refer to them as ISIL. From mid-November, the U.S. commanders began sending A-10s to hit IS targets in central and northwestern Iraq on almost a daily basis. In about two months' time, A-10s flew 11% of all USAF sorties and the start of operations in August 2014. Since the start of operations in 2014. On the 15th of November, 2015, two days after the I, after the ISIL attacks in Paris, A-10s and AC-130s destroyed a convoy of over 100 ISIL-operated pr- um, oil tankers, oil tanker trucks in Syria, which are pretty big. The attacks were a part of an intensification of the U.S.-led intervention against ISIL called Operation Tidal Wave 2, named after the Operation Tidal Wave during World War II. A failed attempt to raid German oil fields in an attempt to cut off oil smuggling as a source of funding for the group. On the 19th of January, 2018, 12 A-10s from the 303rd um, Expeditionary Fighter Squadron were deployed to Kandahar Airfield, Afghanistan to provide close air support, marking the first time in more than three years A-10s had been deployed to Afghanistan. And now we will honor all those who were brave enough to operate these. The A10 has been flown exclusively by the United States Air Force and its in reser- its Air Reserve components. The Air Force Reserve Command or AFRC and the Air Force National and the Air National Guard or ANG as 20 20- as of 2017, 282 A10C aircraft are reported as operational, divided as follows: 141 USAF, 55 AFRC, and 86 A and G. The United States operated them in the United States Air Force in the Air Force Material Command, 514th Flight Test Squadron, or Hill at Hill AFB in Utah, from 1993 to present day. The 23rd Wing in the 74th Fighter Squadron, or Moody at Moody AFB. In Georgia from 1980 to 1992, 1996 till present day. The 75th Squ- Fighter Squadron, Moody AFB, Georgia, 1980 ni- to 1991, and from 1992 to present day. The 51st Fighter Wing at the 25th Fighter Squadron at Osan AFB, South Korea, in 1982 to 1989. And from 1993 to present day, 53rd Wing at the 422nd Test and Evaluation Squadron at Nellis AFB in Nevada from 1990 from 1977 to present day, the 57th Wing at with the 66th weapon Squadron at Nellis AFB, in Nevada, from 1977 to 1981 and from 2003 to present day 96th test wing at the 40th flight test squadron at, England, at Eglin AFB in Florida in 1982 to present day the 122nd fire wing Indiana ANG with the 163rd fighter squadron Fort, in Fort Wayne ANGS A- 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 in Indiana with Starting it with them starting at two thousand ten to present day. Hold on, hope oh, this is my favorite. Hundred twenty fourth Fighter Wing, Idaho ANG, from the hundred ninetieth Fighter Squadron at Gowen Field ANGB, Idaho, haha, from nineteen ninety six to present day. Hundred twenty seventh Wing, Michigan ANG, hundred seventh Fighter Squadron, Selfridge um, ANGB to from at michigan sorry from 2008 to present day hey that's cool i unplugged my microphone i plugged in my microphone it's all good the 175th wing at maryland ang 104th fighter squadron at warfield angb maryland from 1979 to present day you know, I'm just going to stop saying for, to present day because I'll just I'll just say from and then the year, for example, like from 1979. So that's just so you know. The f- 355th um, fighter wing at 200 f- at 354th fighter squadron, Davis Mountain AFB, Arizona from 1979 to 1982. And from 1991. And the 357th. Fighter Squadron. At Davis Monathan AFB Arizona. From 1979. 442nd Fighter Wing. AFRC. 303rd Fighter Squadron. Whiteman. AFB Missouri. From 1982. 476th. Fighter Group AFRC from the seventy-sixth Fighter Squadron at Moody AFB, Georgia, from nineteen ninety-one, from nineteen eighty-one to nineteen ninety-two, and from nineteen and from two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Sorry, I cannot speak. My brain is melting. The four hundred ninety-fifth Fighter Group AFRC at uh, from the three hundred fifty-eighth Fighter Squadron at White Man AFB. Did I do that? Yes, I did that. Okay, here. 47th f- Fighter Squadron from Davis Monathan, AFB, Arizona from 1980. And lastly, the f- 926th Wing, AFRC, from the two th- two- 706th Fighter Squadron at Nellis AFB, um, Nevada. From 1982 to 1992, from 1997 to 2007, And from 2007 to present day. It's former squadrons, and I'm not even going to bother with the date, were the 18th Tactical Fighter Squadron, the 23rd um, Tactical Air Support Squadron, the 55th Tactical Fighter Squadron, the 70th Fighter Squadron, 78th Tactical Fighter Squadron, 81st Fighter Squadron, 91st Tactical Fighter Squadron, 92nd Tactical Fighter Squadron, 103rd Fighter Squadron, 118th Fighter Squadron, 131st Fighter Squadron, for for Fighter Squadron I'm just going to say FS, 138th FS, 172nd FS, 176th TFS, which is Tactical Fighter Squadron, 184th FS, um, 353rd uh, TFS, 355th TFS, 356th TFS, 509th TFS, 510th and 11th TFS. Alrighty, that's going to be it for today. And that will be it for the 4th of July special uploads. Also for today. I hope you enjoyed them. I sure did, except for the the operators in the A10. I didn't like that. (laughs) So... I hope you guys all have a great 4th of July. Set off some fireworks. Don't kill yourself. Don't kill anyone else. Also, have a great 4th of July, except for that one person. Two people, actually, if you're listening still. And I will now go set off some explosions. Have a great day.